Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for March 21st. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Twitter for everything. At ETOF21 Sports underscore on Instagram for everything related to sports betting. At ETOF21 Sports underscore fantasy for fantasy football and for sporting takes. And at ETOF21 Sports underscore horse underscore racing for free horse picks. How is everybody doing today? Coming at you on Sunday instead of Saturday, a little adjustment in the schedule. I had to drive back to Michigan to do some stuff with the folks, but I am here. And boy, what a great day of college basketball it was yesterday. And even on Thursday, Friday, leading up in the tournament, we hit some great straight-up winners. We had Ohio. We had Oregon State. We had our hearts ripped out with UC Santa Barbara missing a fucking bunny. I don't understand how you can be so soft and not go up with two hands, but hey, Turner was here. It's great. We got a lot of loaded sports action today. Also, how is Shaka Smart not fired yet? For Shaka to go in and lose that game to a team that shot 30% and less than 20% from three is unexcusable. This team is undisciplined. I said on the Gino Bacato podcast, this team averages 20 turnovers a game and they had 22. You cannot have that many turnovers in the NCAA tournament and expect to win. And that's what hurt this team. So... They, like I like Shaka. I think he's a great coach, but with what they expect from him in Texas, this team greatly underachieved. Texas has some dudes. They have two first round picks and a senior and a was junior guard. So I definitely expect a little bit more from that team. And I'm disappointed with their performance. We got a loaded day to day. I love Arkansas to gay to handle Texas Tech. I took them plus the one and I also love the Q's today. I have been strongly against this West Virginia team ever since they lost at home with no Kate Cunningham. So I've locked that team in. I also like my boys at Rutgers. Hopefully they can make some three throws down the stretch. So that's kind of the three games I'm looking at today, giving to you for free. And if you want to become part of the team, hit me up at ETOF21Sports on Twitter or Instagram, and we can start your betting package. Different little show today. Like I said, a little bit thrown off because I did have to come to Michigan. Brandon, of course, is going to be here. We're going to hop on and we're going to talk about the NASCAR betting race. And that's going to kind of be it. No podcast on Monday. I'll be back on Tuesday. Then I'll be on Gino this week, midweek, to give my Sweet 16 thoughts. So now let's welcome Brandon from Off the Post Boston Sports to the show. Brandon, how are you doing today? Doing good. How about yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Before we jump into the whole NASCAR race for today and give our betting picks and everything, why don't you just give me your two cents on the whole um, situation between Hemrick and Grace and that happened in the Xfinity race yesterday? I don't blame him, uh, Hemrick being mad. Um, if you're going to fight somebody, though, I don't believe you just go ahead and you, you grab somebody when they're in the middle of an interview. You square up to them and fight them fair. Um, when you first look play, it looks like Noah was mad that Hemrick kind of slid into his box and he had to wait for him to back up. And when you watch Noah back up out of some of this box and hit Hemrick, at that point you're putting crew members and stuff like that in danger. Uh, you just don't do that. But if you look back at the overhead from Noah's box, Noah did have to back up a certain amount to be able to turn left and get back into his pit stall to be able to make a pit stop. Um, NASCAR just announced about 20 minutes ago they will not be penalizing Noah at all. Um, do I think Noah did it on purpose? Absolutely. Do I think he would endanger crew members? Absolutely not. But in Noah's defense, I had to get in my box, so I don't think NASCAR had any way of proving it. 
I mean, my biggest issue with the whole thing is Hemrick comes up and shoves him, like, um, Grayson shoves him back, and then somebody, I'm assuming it's part of Grayson's team, is holding Hemrick. And then yes. Grace, and then Grace and Sucker punches him. That's my whole issue with the whole thing. Like, it's no, like, I agree. dude, so I, it's like, come on, man, you're gonna sucker punch someone that's being held. Like, come on, to me, that just screams you're a soft person. Agreed. But I will say at the same time, don't attack me or come up and grab me when I'm in the middle of an interview and I see you coming out of the corner of my eye. Yeah, I agree with that. Too. They're, they're both wrong. Yeah, but I'm glad to see NASCAR not penalize them for the fighting portion. Because that's just going to open up the door for more of this stuff to happen. And let's be honest, it's exciting. And next Xfinity race, I guarantee if one of those two have a chance to win and the other one's a lap behind, behind there'll be some shady shit that happens. Yeah, sure. and you know where they're at next, next week. They're at the Dirt Bristol race. so That should be interesting. Um, Well, let me transition to this. Because Grayson has been one for on the... Um, on the track and off the track situations. Do you think this stuff is hurting him getting a NASCAR ride? No. Um, I think he's going to remind us of like the Kyle Busch, the one that I don't care. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Um, I'm going to curse on TV. I'm going to call people names. I mean, NASCAR needs that villain. And right now it's Kyle Busch. What a better way to add another villain to it as he comes up through. Um, he races for Junior Motorsports. I guarantee Junior's had talks with him, told him to calm his stuff down, but I guarantee he's also had talks with him that says just keep being you. On the track, he's a phenomenal driver, and if someone's in his way, he moves them. And people get mad at that, but Dale Earnhardt did it. Kyle Busch does it. What, what's another one of those style drivers? I don't yeah. think it hurts the sport by any means. Now, speaking of Kyle Busch, let's segue into this race coming up in Atlanta. Kyle Busch is actually one of the drivers that I've locked in. He's got three races in Atlanta in the over since 2018. One top five, three top tens, average finish of five. And on this type of intermediate track, five wins, 20 top fives, 31 top tens. Um, I locked him in at 10 to one. How do you feel about Kyle this weekend? Just like last weekend, anytime you have the opportunity to lock Kyle Busch in, 10 to 1 or higher, you lock him in. He's going to be in the mix every week unless something just bad happens. Uh, so I, I locked him in as well at 10 to 1. And I think he's going to, he's, he's starting to get that mojo back. He just won the truck race yesterday at Atlanta. So uh, it's going to be a really cool track today, temperature wise. So there's going to be a lot of grip. So you're going to see three different lanes, and Kyle likes to be able to choose where he wants to go. Now, the other Bush brother, Kurt. Happens to me, my long shot to win bet. I locked him in at twenty-two to one. Three races um, at Atlanta since twenty eighteen. One top five, three top tens. Average finish of five point six seven at this intermediate track type. Two wins, eight top fives, twenty-seven top tens. Average finish of eleven point three. How do you feel about Kurt? That's a no-brainer. If you just if you the stats that you just read off, he's consistently in the mix. Week by week, we talk about ROI. I mean, uh, right now in Bovada, he's 25 to 1. There's no point in uh, not taking a chance on him with those types of finishes. And once again, he's another guy, just like his brother, that likes to be able to pick and choose different lines. He is not good at a track to where you have to run one specific line. So I expect to see him make some moves towards the front. 
And I got one other driver I locked in, Harvick, uh, since 2018, three races, two wins, five top fives, three top tens. Average finish is two um, over the intermediate track since 2018. Eight wins, 25 top fives, 31 top tens. Average finish, 8.2. I locked him as six to one. Yes, uh, this is his style track. I expect him to be in the mix 100%. The only thing that's got me hesitant on him is he is the go-to. He is the favorite per Bovada, per just a lot of people around the NASCAR community. But I've had a lot of reporters over the last day or two fade him a little bit, saying that since he hasn't shown consistency yet this year, that they're still concerned that he's trying to look for whatever's missing. Um, I think it's a no-brainer to lock him in because he can, again, his style track, he will run what they call the Harvick line, which is that low line that people struggle with. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm trying not to listen to, like, reporters. I know I don't, I don't know how you do your research sometimes, but you feel good about a guy, then you'll read two guys' articles where they want to fade him, and it's like, ah. Uh, but Bovada's got him as a favorite. It is his style track. Uh, he's 550-1 to one right now. I do like Harvick as well. And I locked in one top 10. I locked in Ryan Pence at 11 to 1 for a top 10, top 10 finish. If you take out, I believe it's 2019 race where he had the accident pit roll that completely knocked him out, he has a top 10 average finish here. So I think there's a little value in RP this week and 11 to 1 throwing half a unit on him. I can, I can take that risk to get that ROI. How do you feel about RP this weekend? I love that risk. To your point, you, when when you are betting on NASCAR, you have to go through 100%. You got to go through previous races. It's not like, well, hey, how did they do in the game yesterday, or or how did this person shoot a free throw percentage go? Like, you just can't go by that. So you have to go by track history. They don't qualify. They don't practice. That's all you can go by. So I like him. I've locked him in, and then I've also locked in uh, Ryan Newman for a top ten. Because he's had back-to-back top 15s. Uh, he loves this track. Too bad they can't qualify because he's tied for the most poles ever at Atlanta. So he just likes the track. And if you are trying to take a very, very long shot, Newman is 125-1 to 1, uh, right now at Atlanta. That's great value. And I mean, for top 10, I'm looking at FanDuel right now. And Ryan Newman... For top 10, he's plus 550. So, I mean, that's great value on Ryan Newman. Is there anyone else you like that we didn't mention this week? Um, when I say there's multiple lines, I expect Larson to have another good run and to carry it, to carry the momentum that he hit, he has had. Um, I noticed yesterday in the Xfinity race when Ryan Tru- or Martin Truex was running, that high line was really where you wanted to be, at least in turns one and two, right up against that wall. If there's anybody I trust against that wall, it's Kyle Larson. So I'm expecting him to have another, just like we talked about a couple weeks ago, he's going to get on a roll and stay on a roll. He starts P6. Um, I, I do like him. Okay. Now, when it comes to fading, the guys I like to fade goes without saying we're on this train every single week, Bubba Wallace. Uh, average finish of 26.67 here at this track. I locked in Stenhouse over Wallace, and I also locked in Cendric over Wallace. Um, how do you feel about those two? I love it. Everybody continue to fade Bubba Wallace week after week after week. He is not consistent. He cannot, he cannot put up numbers. He's, 
he's not there. And it's only a matter of time that we've talked about for weeks now. He will not be in a ride before you know it. And also, Matty D, he's, over the last three races, average finish of 27.33. I took Almarillo, and I know Almarillo has struggled, but historically he's done well at this track. I took Almarillo over him. And then I also yep. took Tyler Reddick over him. How do you feel about that? I feel good about both of them. Um, Tyler Reddick, the only concern I do have with him, we'll see how the passing goes, but Reddick starts 29th. Uh, but the good thing is Matty D starts uh, 20th. So he's only nine spots away from him. And to your point, or the history, I'm going to roll with Tyler Reddick. Um, Tyler was an announcer for the Xfinity race yesterday, so he got to see a lot in person of how the track's going to run. So, yes, I do like both of those. Now, let's go through these head-to-heads that are offered on Brovada. Almarillo versus uh, Austin Dillon. Almarillo. Kozlowski, Martin Truex. Uh, so this is definitely a Kozlowski track. Martin ran the race last race, um, or yesterday, the Xfinity race. I'm going to go with Martin on that. Is he, the, is he the favorite or the underdog? He is a small favorite. He's minus 120. Kozlowski is minus 110. So he's a yeah. s- 10 cent favorite. So I'm taking Truex, and the only reason Kozlowski has better history at the track, but Martin raced the track yesterday in the Xfinity race, so I'm going with Martin. Uh, your boy Chase and Denny Hamlin. Uh, Denny. Joey Logano, Kyle Busch. I have to go with Joey only because he's starting third. Kyle's starting 19th. Kyle's going to have to get through traffic and stay out of trouble, and I don't like those chances, so Logano. Um, Harvick Larson. Oh, I'm going with the favorite, Harvick. And that's, guys, for any of you guys that want to side with me on that, that's a pick em at that point. It, it's, it's a toss-up. You can flip a coin, but my immediate thought's Harvick. Bowman, Kurt Busch. Kurt, all day. There's our sleeper. Kurt Cole Custer, Ryan Newman. Newman. Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson. Larson. That's another pick of guys. Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. Brad or Joey? Brad. Blaney or Byron? Basically a pick em line right here. Yeah, Blaney. I think he's going to have a really, really... He, last uh, last race at Atlanta, uh, when it was cool, it, it was a little hot when the race started, temperature-wise, for the track, and he kind of faded, and then it cooled down, and his car came to life. So guys that did well on cool tracks last year, like Chase, like Blaney, I like those guys this week. Chase Elliott, Martin Truex. Chase. Harvick, Kyle Busch. Harvick. What's the, what's the lines on that? One? Harvick minus one eighty, Kyle plus one thirty five. Yeah, they, they're saying the same thing. So Harvick, yes. Uh, Christopher Bell, William Byron. <sighs> what what's the line on that one? Pick them minus one fifteen apiece. Ugh. Byron, because he needs to have a good finish. Eric Jones, Ross Chastain. Eric Jones. Now, in terms of winning car team, Hendrick Sports plus 250, Childress 
3,500, Gibbs plus 210, Rosh Fenway plus 8,000, Stuart Haas plus 500, the other team plus 175. Oh, I'd have to lean towards Gibbs. For whatever reason, Hamlin's sticking out to me. I, I, I really think he's going to be good at this track today because he's another guy that just loves to be able to move the car all around the track, and they're going to have that capability today. So I'd have to go with Gibbs first. And then, uh, now group A winner, Kozlowski, Elliott, Hamlin, Harvick, or Truex? Oh, wow. I'm going to stick with Hamlin. Something's got me on Hamlin today. Group B, Bowman, Bell, Kurt, Blaney, Willie B. Kurt. Group C, Sendrick, Bubba, Jones, Stenhouse, or Newman? Newman. What's Newman on there? Plus what? Plus 325. I love that ROI. Newman all day in that group. Uh, group D. Hamlin, Harvick, Larson, Truex. Hamlin again. Kozlowski, Elliott, Logano, Kyle. Kozlowski. Bell, Kurt, Blaney, Byron. Bell, Kurt, Blaney, I'm going to go with Kurt again. The only concern I have as I'm going through these, we're, I'm putting a lot on one guy in multiple scenarios. We've talked about this before. If you're going to consistently bet one guy and he does get into whether it be a wreck or just a mechanical issue, you're, you're going to lose four or five different bets with one issue. I'm still going to go with Kurt, but I just want all you guys on here to remember that if you are siding this way, just know that you might want to find an alternative just to have another option in case something does happen to somebody like Kurt. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like, I've locked in Kurt to win. That's my Kurt Bush bet. I'm not going to be taking any of these group bets just because if something funky happens, then I'm going to be out of my bet. Um, yeah, multiple ones. Yeah, so just lock one in and go from there. Cedric, uh, yep. Custard, Jones, Newman. Newman again. So... So, but in something like this, when we have Newman at plus 300, it just has to finish above Cedric, Cluster, Jones, and then Newman finishing above those Cedric, Wallace, Jones, and Stenhouse. I mean, I would do both of those bets, though, because they're both kind of tied together, but I would never bet someone to win and then to win a group or someone to win and then have head-to-head stuff. So. I know a lot of people are thinking, too, well, what if he does win? Then you're getting the win and all the head-to-heads. It's great to think that way, but we focus every week on having a chance at an ROI regardless to where if you lose a couple bets, you still win a couple bets. It's just a huge risk, to your point, by picking a winner and putting them in head-to-heads. Yeah, I just – yeah, you just don't want to have everything tied into too much stuff. Um, now, gun to your head, who are you picking today to win? Hamlin, there's something about Hamlin this week. I know, and it's by no means, guys, is because he starts P1. Um, I'm hoping to see a really good showing from Chase because last year when the track was cool, if you look at his stats on cold tracks, he's very, very good when there's a lot of grip. But uh, as long as he doesn't get in trouble, I see Hamlin sitting there at the end. Okay. All right. Now, of course, you're a huge Boston Celtics fan. 
Now, I have two Boston-related questions for you while we end our conversation. Question one. Now, is it just me, or is LeBron James buying part of the Boston Celtics an ultimate troll job on all Celtics fans that have hazed him for all these years? Are you talking about the Red Sox? Yeah, the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah that, I don't understand it. I, I, I'm, I've been a LeBron hater from day one. I gladly admit it. I have a Fuck LeBron t-shirt that I got in Boston. Um, I will still flaunt that any chance I have the opportunity to. But uh, him being part owner, I had the question on my sports page. Someone says, "So would you rather see him beat the Celtics in the world or in the NBA Finals, and the Red Sox win a World Series?" And it's like I, I don't really want. <laughs> I don't want to answer that question. It is a troll job. It's a huge. Uh, it's great on his aspect. Now he's part owner of the Boston Red Sox. But you've seen him as a huge Cleveland Indians fan. You've seen him wearing New York Yankees stuff everywhere. Uh, L.A. Dodgers. I feel like he's one of the bandwagon guys of baseball. But there's no reason to jump on the Red Sox bandwagon right now. Because uh, I don't see them doing a whole lot. I'm just waiting until the summer when he's just doing State of the Union press conferences on the Red Sox struggles. Yeah. That's... that. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. I think I'll that's be ready just to see how he speaks to baseball. That that will be interesting to see when someone says, "Well, what are your plans, or what are you guys going to do next?" It'll be interesting to see his knowledge on baseball as a sport in general. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, I just think it's a troll job. I think it's kind. Of, I mean, he's got the money. I mean, he's made some great financial investments. I mean, he bought that EPL team, and now it's worth like ten times what he bought. So it's hard to question his financial. Uh, decisions. And lastly, with Archie Miller being fired at uh, Indiana, there's been a lot of rumors that Brad Stevens is going to return back home to his home state of Indiana. I know he came out yesterday saying, or two days ago, saying he didn't have any uh, interest in the job. Do you think he's going to leave with all the turmoil going on right now in Boston, or what, what do you think? I don't believe his pitch, because if you go back and you listen to count the number of times he says well you know well you know um i I love indiana but you know um you know he just he kept going back to like you know and to me when somebody starts using the same word over and over again in a conversation whether it be at work in a relationship in front of media they don't know what to say and they're lying clearly because they're using the same word over and over again um i think if they turn it around and make a good push in the playoffs, then there's a chance he does stay. But if this team continues just to blow up like they have been, it would almost be a no-brainer for him to just wash his hands and go back home. And, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, I really think that if they, I mean, what, I mean, you're a Celtics fan. What's, if they don't make X, what, and if they don't make X, what, like, you know what I mean? Like, if they don't make the conference finals, the season looked as a disaster. Or do they need to make the finals? Like, what what do they need to do for the season to be a success? Okay, well, as a, as a fan in general, I, w- I would want to say they'd have to win it all because we've gone to the Eastern Conference Finals multiple times over the last few years. We've gotten out of the first and second round multiple years, and it's almost like Danny Ainge is sitting up there as well. You know what? If we make the Eastern Conference Finals. We still look good, and everybody's job is safe because we're able to get there, and we're just missing a piece here or there. I say they've got a minimum make the Eastern Conference Finals, which I still like this team when they get into the playoffs. It seems like year after year they've kind of been 
good, not great, but when they get into the playoffs, they make a run. And then whenever we do have to face a team like Milwaukee that just has a big center that we don't, then we, we can't beat them. But I, they got to do something, man. It, it's a dumpster fire right now, and it's embarrassing with the talent that is there on why Tatum and Brown cannot make other people around them good. I know it's kind of funny. Like you mentioned that I'm here. We're watching um, Ohio yesterday, watching the Ohio game. That kid they had, Jason Preston, only had 13 points, but the passes, the rebounds, and being able to find someone when twos were running at him, he had the biggest effect of the game with the smallest point. With like, you know what I mean? With only 13 points, and that's what Tatum and Brown just don't do. Correct. So, but Brandon, thanks for coming on next week. You know, one of the races I've been looking forward to, and I'm sure you have too, is the big Bristol dirt track. Looking forward to talking to your thoughts about that. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Off the post, Boston sports on Instagram and Facebook, all Boston, all sports all the time. And uh, for you guys that are into racing, Twitch, Boston Boy 83 for iRacing. We finished P16 in week two to Road to Pro. Wasn't great. We started 29, so it was a huge improvement. Top 70 at the end of round one, make it into the second round to get their pro license. We went from rank 360th out of, mind you guys, like 1,800 people. Uh, we moved up actually with a P16 to 213th. So we're getting closer to that 70. Uh, we are at Richmond, not this Thursday, but next Thursday night at 9 o'clock. So please give me a follow on twitch.tv slash bostonboy83. Thanks for coming on, and we look forward to talking to you next week, brother. Good luck today, everybody. So that's Brandon. Make sure you're, you guys are following If you're not following him, great follow. Make sure you check out his live stream of his iRacing. Fun to watch. Great time. Thanks again for him to coming on. If you guys are interested in the betting packages, hit me up. Gave out a lot of free plays today. Hopefully we can cash. Great day of basketball. Loyola, Chicago, Illinois is tipping off in a few. Be safe, be well, and I'll be back on Tuesday.